They know. No, the doors are there. They're seeing. Now you come to church. Oh, you see somebody? Yeah. Oh. Here we go. Yeah. Well, hmm. See? Yeah, come on in. Okay. I got her, but if you don't, if you don't say anything, it shuts down. All right, um, it makes sense. So we have a request, a request from Hungary. So I'm going to try to explain. <laughs> um, when I was younger, I went to Bombay, and there was a teacher there, Ramesh Balsakar, who I'd read a book by called "Who Cares," which. Uh, did that little dog move many times. Whoops, you know, just things that his concepts he was presenting, primarily about questioning the sense of being a doer, the doership, that we just assume to be our role here. Yeah, that I'm the doer. Well, I'm the one who didn't do what I should have done or did do what I shouldn't have done, you know, all that. So, years later, just like last spring or something, I guess, Somebody sent me a, a link and said, you gotta watch this video from Ramesh Balsakar, which I don't usually follow anyone's suggestions <laughs> <laughs> that are sent to me. <laughs> but I did this time, because there was like five exclamation points. So there was this grainy little, uh, grainy little video <laughs> of Ramesh Balsakar in a room, a small room, I remember the room. Not that many people. And he was asking somebody some questions. And when you went there, if you were the new person, there would be someone, you'd be downstairs, and then everyone rushes up to the house, to the apartment. And there'd be someone there that would ask, well, who's new? Because you would be the one that'd have to sit in a chair because he wasn't that inspired by everyone else. He, <laughs> the new people got him going. I mean, if it was the same people, he's like, really? Really? What? And he would always preface before he did anything, he says, he would always ask, you know, do you have a place to stay? Have you gotten food? Because there's no point if you're driven by those survival instincts to talk about the message from his view. So then he, I was sitting in the chair and he's asking me questions. I didn't know it was me, it was on this video. I just heard him, you didn't see me. And then he said, what do you do? And I said, not much, and I could hear my voice. He says, oh, well, I'm a paint contractor. So he says, okay. And he started talking about this idea and it's just made up to get a point across. There's not impersonal and personal presence. Yeah? There's not impersonal in relation to personal presence. There's just presence, That's, yeah? Or you might actually say absence, really. So, but he was, so he said, all right, so you had, uh, do you have a job? I said, yeah, paint contract. He says, okay, do you have a house? Do you have a place to live? I go, yeah. He says, okay, do you, when you leave, how, when you leave to go to work, do you have to keep saying, I have a house, I have a house, I have a house all day. There's a knowing that you have a house, yeah. Just like you don't say, I'm a woman, I'm a man all day. There's just an assumption <laughs> you're a man, you know, it's like, you're not under, 
a lot of questioning until your thirties. You know what I mean? Everyone sees you as a man, so there's a you know you're a man, all right. So you have a home. So I'm not at work going. Do I have a home? I have a home. I don't have to chant. I have a home. There's a knowing that I have a home. So it says with this idea, there's the impersonal presence, which is always available at all times, and then there's the quote-unquote personal presence of Paul. Yeah. Now, does Paul, as the personal presence, need to keep remembering the impersonal presence? No, because it is the impersonal presence. You see? This is the dilemma with the whole, the messages that get delivered, is there's a little weird uh, hiccup in them. Yeah, so it makes sense if you're the impersonal presence, but you're not. I mean, if you're the personal presence, you're the impersonal presence. There's an appearance of a personal presence, yes? So that appearance of the personal presence, remembering that it's the impersonal presence, is reinforcing the idea of being the personal presence. You see it? This is the little trick, yeah? So it's sort of like if you went on a three-day retreat to chant, I'm not a body, but you were chanting it as a body, the, that, the, the I'm not a body chant would reinforce that you're a body. You would think that you were getting out of something, but it, you'd be reinforcing that thing you believe you're in. See, this is the little trick. This is like why I feel satsangs are filled with warnings, really. Not just to feel good or doing that. That can all happen because there's a situation where in this example, the, the impersonal presence seems to be taking itself to be personal presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, there's no point to try to study the impersonal presence from the personal presence. It's much better to study the personal presence from the impersonal presence. Yeah? Here she comes. Yes? You see? So, instead of the the personal presence trying to remember that it's the impersonal presence just see if you're the personal presence if you're not yeah and what you'll do what you'll see is you've been remembering that you're the impersonal presence even with the practice of remembering the the uh, actually i hate the word because it gets me stuck you'll be remembering the personal presence while you're trying to really remember the impersonal presence, yes? What will be emphasized is the, the personal presence attempting to remember the impersonal presence. Just see if you are the personal presence. If you're not, what do you find out? You are the impersonal presence. You've always been the impersonal presence, and yet there's an appearance of being a personal presence, and that will continue. It's an appearance. So it's not ultimately so, it's not so. So when you're trying to know what you are from what you're not, what gets emphasized is what you're not. That's the little Chinese torture, yeah? <laughs> you're identified as what you're not, and it's led to a point where you wanna know what you are because you're hoping it's gonna bring you relief as what you're not. So you're assuming you're this, yeah, but then you're assuming there's like an authentic self. In other words, you are the authentic self. It's been lost. There's some fraudulent selves, but if I could just 
get to the authentic self, that would all fall away and I'd be exactly what I wanted to be all these years. Yeah? Or I'm going to know the truth and the truth will set me free. Well, the truth is you're not that which wants to know the truth. <laughs> that, and therefore the being set free is an inherent condition. You see the difference? If I need to, if I need to find the truth to set me free, that's completely conditional, yes? And who the hell is going to tell you if you found the truth? That which isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> so the truth shall set you free is when it's, when you see what you're not, you'll see you've not been that, and then the freedom that you would hope was going to happen is always available at all times. You see the difference? If it's if if I'm included in the freedom, it's gonna be fucking temporary and based on conditions. Yeah, because I'm gonna be overriding the freedom. So maybe in a good day, I oh I feel free. Hour later, oh I feel totally fucked up. Yeah. yeah. You know how people are? Nine o'clock, everything's great. Nine oh two, it's like Armageddon. I mean, you gotta be somewhat suspicious, yeah. How could so many things change so quickly? So the whole message is to see the, the trick of trying to remember what you are from what you're not. Just see what you're not and you'll be what you are. There'll be no need to remember it because it's not, it hasn't been forgotten in a sense, yeah? If someone's here right now, are you remembering them? They're here. You're experiencing them. You're not remembering. You only remember them when they seem to be absent. So they leave. Let's say they pass away. And then you remember, oh, I remember Bill. I remember this and this and that. But the only thing that allows the remembering is an, an absent. You're not absent. What you are has never been absent. So there's no point in remembering it. You're, because you're being it while you're trying to remember it. You know what I'm <laughs> The remembering may give that which you're not a great feeling, and it will. I mean, most spirituality is for what you're not. You'll feel better as what you're not if you become spiritual. Yeah? You'll learn methodologies that will allow you to calm your mind. You may even reach, like, equanimity every once in a while usually in a fucking controlled setting like a retreat. <laughs> You'll have, oh, I feel so... <laughs> as long as all the unruly conditions and circumstances are removed, I can do fucking great. Just like me, I was like, I thrived in institutional settings. If someone was watching me 24-7, I'd behave myself. As soon as I released from the program, I went... It was just like the craziness hadn't really been affected whatsoever. It just had been contained. As soon as the door opened, I was out there. The shit fucking hit the fan. <laughs> you can't stay in a retreat center. Maybe you can if you have enough money. You can do maybe 30 back-to-back -back retreats. <laughs> Who knows? So you never leave Spirit Rock. You stay there. It'd be great. Get great food, you know, eagle claw bathtubs, nice beds, shit. <laughs> but the fundamental flaw is this message. 
there's no point if you know that you have a house, you're not trying to remember all day you have a house. Yes? If there's an assurance, it's not like, do I or don't I? <laughs> you have a house. You know what I mean? Just like people, oh, am I a man? You know, it's just, you're just assuming and that go, and then there you go. Yeah? The personal presence is always available at all time, right where you are. The impersonal presence. I keep blowing yeah, it. So the impersonal presence. But in a sense, the impersonal presence, in a sense, becomes very personal. You know what I mean? The, you realize the personalness of the presence doesn't keep you from the impersonalness of it. Yeah? See, that's the trick. That's another way of reinforcing the personal. Is the personal feels like it's sufficient, it's powerful enough to separate you from the impersonal. You find that to be a complete joke. So in a sense, the impersonal and the personal are the same. Yeah? It's being personalized seemingly right now, but you're not taking it to be a solid, long-lasting, independent, separate presence. You see it as an expression of what, if you want to call it, the impersonal. Yeah? So it becomes extremely personal when you see what you're not. To me, it's all direction. I haven't been to a satsang since 2000, maybe. Other than these, yeah. So maybe 18 years. Maybe they've changed. But when I was going, I was hearing a, a mostly a certain direction. There was a description of what I am as consciousness, and always, a, you know, all, you know, all we are is consciousness. All this, all that. But there was very little emphasis on who or what's hearing the message. Because what I found out in my own laboratory that the identification of being the hearer of the message overrides whatever message you ever freaking hear. You can, ha you can hear incredibly descriptions of what you are, but if what you're not claiming to be the hearer of it, it doesn't go anywhere. Just like in physics, people realize there is no world but it doesn't translate. They're still pissed off at the newspaper boy missing the porch on Sunday. You know, they they just proved it. That you know, all there are is atoms, and there's actually more space in atom than anything else. And they realize it's all fucking empty, but it has no translation. Yeah, it's all just fucking knowledge that's being held by what you're not about what you are. Yeah, it doesn't. Does it go somewhere? To me, it doesn't. It will go somewhere in certain groups at certain conditions, but it doesn't. It, it's like a it's like a plant that has to have the perfect condition to fucking flower, like an orchid. You want a weed, you know. You want to be more weed-like. So wherever you are, that which you were hoping to find one day is readily available, just as you are right now. Because most of as you are right now, you're not. <laughs> It's just that simple. So if you're not that, its ability to determine your inherent condition goes out the freaking window. Yeah? So all the stuff, oh, I'm, I feel so fucking far away from the truth. And, oh, I'm getting so much closer. You know, they all get buzzed out of the game. And yet the game continues. That's the beauty of it. Yeah? I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that. 
and then it just keeps appearing. It's not like, it's like, you know, mole. You hit the mole, but it pops up, and then you realize there's no point. Personal presence, impersonal presence, same, same. Yeah? I find the mental state doesn't care if it's the one leading you to the truth or preventing you to arrive at the truth. It wants to be relevant either way. It wants to assume it has power to dictate your condition. So either, oh, I'm, on, I'm in the journey, let's go seek the truth, or it's the biggest obstacle to the truth. It doesn't care, you've given it relevance both ways, yeah? How much relevance can you give an imaginary place than trying to escape from it all day? That's a huge amount of relevance to an imaginary place. How can you find a solution to an uncaused effect without seeing it as dreaming? As the Course would say, we're suffering in a sense from uncaused effects. What do you mean? How can there be an effect without a cause? Exactly. We're freaking dreaming. I don't feel like I'm dreaming. Uh, obviously, this is the dreamt. <laughs> the dreamt has, has passed to dreamt. Oh. It's missed the verb. <laughs> so all I can say is I'm in a dream, and it's either I'm in a God's dream or some dream is being imposed upon me, and I'd love to fucking escape the dream, but I've never seen the seat of a roller coaster ever leave the roller coaster. This is the ride. <laughs> if you're trying to get out of the ride, as the ride, it's like a car trying to get out of a car. <laughs> this is what I feel is the, the emphasis of the message, is to see the habit of looking for whatever you believe you are from what you're not, which I think is a very freaking strong habit. And it arises quicker than any other process could outdraw it here. I, because I've given, I haven't given it the great, greatest shot, but I didn't need to do 30 years of shit and see nothing happened. I had to do maybe eight years of shit and seeing nothing happened. And then I read about other people who had gotten much more shit and nothing happened. And I went, well, thank you. And got pulled the emergency brake and got off the bus. Because why would I want to go there? Why would I want to take another 18 more years? Yeah? See the false, see the failability of what we're relying on. Yeah? See the total. You're not going to domesticate a parasitical movement. You're not going to, oh, come on, Spud, come with me. No, it's feeding off of us. It's feeding on the attention and interest we readily make available to it because we take it to be us. Every time we meet it all day, we call it me. And I truly believe, seriously, that the problem to seem as real as it can seem is because the solution is entertaining it to be so. Tell you the truth. You know, I don't believe anything could fool what we are except what we are. I don't. I don't believe there's a fucking super five plus grade of illusion 
that could fool reality, unless reality wanted to be fooled. You know, that's my feeling. So, we're in the act of dreaming, and we can see it from either the dreamt, which will have a lot of freaking opinions and a lot of other things, or we can see it from the dreaming. Yeah. Hopefully we've been we've been seeing not hopefully I'm sure we have been seeing it a large part of our life from the dreamt and maybe we've come to a few conclusions. I'm not going to win if I argue with reality. One, uh, any life run on self will is not going to be too successful. <laughs> you know, I'm not managerial quality. <laughs> There's tons of them with the hopes that something would get exhausted. Hopefully, so that. Instead of trying to look to get out of the system as the system, you would look at the system itself and see that it's failed and come to that conclusion and be entirely convinced, yeah? And then see what happens. See what happens if you're, that thing that you think is totally fixed into a set position of Paul, if that little satellite dish could rotate and pick up different information, I'm sure it does. Yeah, and then the same shoot, different downloads will come through. And yet it's not the shoot, it's what's coming through. A different downloads will come through and you'll find new direction in life, which will lead to an ease and comfort and actually become a win-win with other people, not a win-lose, yeah? And you'll have, you'll start expressing some of those qualities you wanted to attain without doing anything, really. You'll have acceptance where before you could not you could not tolerate what was going on. Now there's an acceptance of it. How did that come about? It didn't come about through thought or effort. You didn't do anything because you've realized your own thought and effort is probably the biggest part of the problem. Seriously. Your vested interest is the biggest distorting factor going on here. How are you going to do that? How are you going to change the fact that the observation distorts the observed? You just can't. You just got to admit it. Yeah, and say maybe, maybe something will direct the observation differently. And so what you observed will be different. Yes, who knows? But all I know is when these corrections occurred or are occurring, I could call them the last answer in a place of time. And to me, Probably the greatest answer in time is the last answer, and also, at the same time, the first answer. And uh, that last answer takes away the need to find any other answers, which is a great freaking answer. You're done with it. Yeah. It's not done with you or as you, but you're done with it. Yeah. You stop looking for what can't be found. You realize you're not going to get out of it as that which is in it. It's not going to happen. And I don't care what you think you can do. So many of us believe that there was a sufficient enough peak experience or an epiphany or a fucking realization. It would, and yet it doesn't seem to work. I've seen, there was a guy, there was a famous story about a Buddhist guy. Guy named Stone, who was a Buddhist teacher, and he had—I uh, don't want to do it with this disjustice, misjustice, whatever—but he had uh, 
whatever you call that thing, depression, manic depressiveness and stuff. And he had a sincere belief that his practices would, would take care of that. And he was proven wrong. Yeah, he ended up not being able to get his medications and he went out and got some heroin and he died that day. He had a following and a teaching and this and that. But the basic assumption was he could get out of what he thought he was in. That was a mistake, yes? The whole point is realize you're not in, and that's the outcome. The only out is realize you're not in. And how does that look? Like you're completely in. <laughs> that's how it looks. It looks like you're completely in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the recognition. Like it or not, it doesn't see, this doesn't have to be enthusiastic about it. <laughs> It doesn't. It's just an expression. It'll get over itself. It will. <laughs> it's just not getting its way for so long. It succumbs. It stops arguing and just fucking goes along. It doesn't have to look like excited. It's just fucking... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but so many simple things get corrected. You're not trying to get into the moment at all. Because you don't believe you could be out of it, really. I mean, that's done. You know what I mean? When these little mental trees are cut, they don't regrow. If there's a, if there's a being convinced, when they get cut down, they don't regrow. Yeah, you're very clear about it. And it's, it, it doesn't come up for review every two years or a huge debate. Or you, you don't have to get it reauthorized. It's just a knowing that it's not so. Yeah, like a deep one. You just, you're convinced. Yeah. And then you realize, then there's not a moment spent looking for what can't be found at all. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like when I got sober, I got struck sober. I've never had a feeling or a thought about it, about drinking and using for over 30 years. Now, I may have one tonight, but I haven't had a strong feeling or a thought about it for 30-something years. It's like something that was so prevalent and influential was just yanked out. And uh, that urge that was constantly putting me in a fucking wrestling match that I could never win, that urge, that radioisotope was removed out of this whatever this is and never replaced. So fucking, what more demonstration do I need here that something or nothing can do for me what I can't do for myself? Just allow it to keep doing what I can't do for myself. <clears throat> Expand on the demonstrations. You've come to these talks, you're feeling lighter. Fucking allow it to expand. Yeah? And what happens is it will come up against all your little considerations and opinions. But it's not stabilized. It's not this or that. Fuck it. You're fucking lucky that you have a chilled out day. Most people don't. They don't. Most people are comparing right now. Their heads are comparing this Saturday to a lot of other Saturdays. And they're finding fault in Saturday and therefore they find fault in themselves. And this whole little mental fucking whatever, Cirque de Soleil in there, going on all day. That, that fucking circus left town. Yeah. You have a stabilized chilledness. And it's not demanding maintenance. It doesn't fucking... No lights come on the dashboard, change the oil, nothing like that. 
it maintains itself. It's just, all there is is just an admittance of your lack of ability as Paul to block the sunlight of the spirit in or out, yeah? It was, it's all made up, yeah? We believe our thinking can separate us from what we are. This thinking can't. It's only if we believe it, then it seems to be so. Yeah. And when it doesn't seem to be so, it'll tell you it has never, ever been so. When you arrive at the fucking golden moment, it tells you it's always been available at all times. Yeah. And if you're looking for peak experiences, if you have that golden hundreds of times, it's going to seem just normal as normal can be. Yeah, you want to go through hell to make it feel like it's super great? Uh, I'd rather not. Yeah, the most beautiful message about this is it becomes completely ordinary in one's life. No polishing it, no putting it up on the mantle. Perfectly, incredibly practical. Yeah, it travels to every type of weather and condition. It's always available at all time, with no requirement necessary other than the ones we put up. And this is what satsang is about, really, is looking at the ones that we put up. Yeah? Looking at how, as soon as we arrive at that leisurely walk, it becomes an obstacle course. And to realize, you know what I mean? I've got to do a four-minute mile, this all that. Soon as you enter the fray, you're, it become, you see your fucking role in things. When you see your role in things, when there it's absent, when that's the only way you know the problem is from the solution. You don't know what the lack of relief is based on until you get relief. Really, relief will tell you why it didn't seem available. may look like a huge lack of interest, but it's just the interest is being pulled back and then redistributed, yeah? And instead of spending 800 cubic pounds of interest on a Saturday, it gets its due at maybe, you know, a couple of ounces. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the interest and attention can just rest in itself. And being, instead of being spent all fucking day, it just rests in itself, yes? You get a little stipend, you use it for the day, and the bank is never broke, never goes bankrupt, and it's, you've, see that the mind here, you know, in Buddhism they talk about, in some Buddhism, they talk about the three qualities of mind, big mind, and it's the essential essence is it's empty, yeah? Its nature is reflective. And its manifestation is energy. So here's the dreaming. So it's manifesting energy, yes? And then the dreaming seems to be dualistic, binary, or dual, you know, with dualism, all right? So in other words, the mirror that's reflecting the world is two-sided, yeah, in, in a sense. There's the mirror that's reflecting the world, but there's also on the other side, which when we're taking ourselves to be the mirror, we give it a sense of opaqueness. We think this is the only reflective surface, is me experiencing life. But at the same moment, mind has got another mirror on this side, and it's reflecting infinity at the same time. 
Yeah? There's nothing it sees, it just reflects emptiness and infinity. And at the same time, it's reflecting people in the world. And there's an interest and attention that actually, I would hope, would circulate both ways. Yeah. Come this way, out here, contact people, you know, sense of presence with them, and then go back into the infinity. Yes, come back. But see, what happens is with the identification as the body, that which is being reflected, yeah, it becomes the backing of the mirror, and you only think there's one-sided mirror. You think this place is real, and you're seeing everything, and everything goes back to here. And it's not allowed to make its fucking circulation, just like a short breath goes along with an anxious mind, yes? This just like everything, there's an inhale and an exhale where the attention goes out and then goes in, hopefully. There's no out or in, but you see it? And there it gets its, it meets itself in a sense, goes back out and then sees itself as others. Fucking rounds around, has this little dream world and then goes back into no time, infinity, and then time things. Yes, what's the problem? Not, there's not a giant war between the two. It's just the same in a binary, like, a, like the butterfly with two wings that look almost exactly the same. You can see it like this and it goes like that. So this is what it's like. Mind just reflects both ways. Taking yourselves to be this, it shuts down. The, see, when we believe we're going in, we're not, see, when we go into this, this is out. Yeah, this is before the camera, so here's the interest attention. We think, I'm gonna go home and go in, but you go into you, yeah? That's out, don't you? Mm -hmm. So now you're gonna go into your head, and you know, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's insane in there. Yeah, so you're like, I've had enough with the day, I'm gonna go in, but you go into what's out. <laughs> the thoughts, yeah? So. This in that's out has taken the place of the in, yes? So we're, going, we're thinking out, in, out, in, out, in. No, this is out. All of this is before the camera. We want the light that's being projected to go back through the camera to the source, then get projected, not boom, 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 yes? Because then what happens? It gets more and more refracted, it seems to lose its juice, yes? And you pass away in 90 years, 80 years, or 100 years, yeah? Yeah? So here, not nah, don't stop, go right through the happy face. <laughs> go there, come out, and it's like finally breathing. You know, go, <laughs> yeah. This, oh, let's say it this way. Impersonal, personal, <laughs> impersonal. Same, same. <laughs> so now you see the undifferentiated in the differentiated. Instead of looking for the undifferentiated in by only the means of differentiation, which is what's not being pointed out in talk. You're using two-ness to try to get to oneness. Just question the two-ness and you'll find the oneness. But you want to squeeze 
We want to be there to get it. <laughs> I want to experience my fucking happens. I'm not leaving until I do. All right, I'll continue on. <laughs> I got it. And then a day later, I lost it. <laughs> Haven't we been through enough? Haven't we jumped, haven't we, all of us, it must be a couple hundred years of spiritual whatever, you know, haven't we grabbed enough gold rings on the little carousel? To, you feel great, the first rotation, ooh, I got it, and ooh, <laughs> wait a minute, then why are you going for a fucking other ring? <laughs> I want a bigger, better. Yes. It's all, it, that, that urge, that drive of seeking, being claimed is what implies the seeker, yeah? So for the seeker, which is the main event for the mental state to be emphasized, it needs seeking. Because it's got to claim the verb to imply the noun. It can't arrive at the noun without claiming the verbs. The seeking, yes, is what implies the seeker. Yeah? It's not the seeker seeking. The seeking claimed implies the seeker. Now, if seeking for something that's, if there's a lot of meaning in what you're seeking, called spirituality, then what happens is there's a bigger reflection of a bigger seeker. A much smaller reflection if you're seeking a fucking latte, because it doesn't mean that much to you. But let's say fucking transcendence, whoa. Seeking big, full-length mirror of the seeker. <laughs> That's why a lot of people, a lot of the modalities, they try to live a fucking simple life because they don't want to give a lot of grain to the mental state to fucking make a big deal of shit. So they do the same thing every day in a little park. They make rice gruel and they just fucking bore it into fucking subservience, you know? Just just like, fuck, yes? They're not doing any noble endeavor, reaching for the stars. Is anyone watching? Reaching <laughs> for the stars. No, it's just, you know, cook rice, whatever. Pale, get water, chop wood, and stuff like that, because they've realized this is giving meaning to everything, and this certain topic it gives a lot of meaning to. And a lot of spiritual seeking and seekers is because this, the meaning of to spirituality has been given a much huger meaning than washing the dishes or personal connection. Yeah, and therefore the capturing of that light produces a bigger reflection with the story that you're actually diminishing self. It's being reinforced and enlarged. This is what we, they've been warning. Read it. Read Hoang Po. Read Nizagadatta. Read Ramana Maharshi. They're constantly pointing to this idea of you know, that presupposing of the non-existent thing to be existing and then seeking salvation for the non-existing thing through the existence that is not its. Yeah, your practices themselves will probably be used to reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? There's no cryptic message in that. It's ex explaining exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. Unbeknownst to us, we're looking for what we are from what we're not. 
and all the looking for what we are, whatever that entails, a, a companion or this or that, all the looking for what we are is being used to reinforce the what we're not. Who would have known? Who would have thunk? That's why they wrote it. Because they know we know, but it needs to get triggered. So it gets triggered by hearing it, or you read it, and you bing, and then so like, something occurs. And then with me, when I heard these things, what it triggered was going through years of years of living in like a split second, and it told me that's what was happening since I was a young kid. I've been trying to get out of self as self. I was using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. All that, it explained all the behavior that I, that I saw in this little like time travel log that took like a second. I just was like, whoop, saw the, whoa. And it, okay, my pants are down, why pick them back up? Just sit with it, sit with the rude awakening. That all your attempts to get out are reinforcing the idea of being in. What? <laughs> and I had ample experience of it and examples because of addiction. Completely. The addiction, a life of addiction, if you can make it through it, is probably one of the greatest scriptures you could ever be afforded here. Because it will tell you exactly the dynamics of what's happening in the mental state. It will. It'll tell you you're trying to get out of something that you're not in, and you're trying to get out of it as something that you're not. Yeah, and that's why nothing ever succeeds. It wasn't the coke. It wasn't the this. It wasn't that. It wasn't your devotion to it. It was because you can't transcend an imaginary place. That's why. So all you're wanting to get out is making it more real. The in. What? Yeah. So finally. You finally give up the ghost. Since I've been six years old, I've been trying to get out of here in a lot of ways. You finally are here completely. And what happens? Find out, you know. Maybe you can give and receive love now. Maybe you can, a lot of things that seem to be unattainable become expressions readily available. Yeah. Mm. I'm just saying I've entertained it in this sort of way for years and it's proven to be seamless for me. You want to call it the way of negation or whatever you want to, but if the act of being identified is the obscuring agent, yes, you can't see it from the obscuring agent. You have to learn about what you're not you have to see what you're not, you have to understand what you're not from what you are, instead of the other way. Yeah. So it's a simple rotation. Instead of looking for what you are from what you're not, you see what you're not looking for what you are from what you are. Yeah. You see it doing exactly what it's always done, maybe in much more subtle manner, because it can't help itself. It's built. It's programmed. It doesn't have an infinite amount of possibility. It has a very few possibilities. It can't override its fucking programming. You can uplift it. You can change it. You can revamp it a little. But the source code doesn't change yet. So you just see 
what you're not, looking for what you are from what you are. And if that doesn't put to an end to a lot of shit, I don't know what will. Because that's what happened with me, or is happening with me. That's what put an end to a lot of stuff. Was I saw what I'm not looking for, what I am, from what I am. Just switch one day. Yeah. Well, the same thing, it's just completely from a different view. And that different view verified itself. It didn't need a, like, a giant choir singing, ah! It was just pop, ding, everything was, <laughs> basically, there was no argument. Yeah. There was no debate, I just saw uh, I remember the day when I ended up asked, stopped asking questions at, at talks, 2000, and Tiruvannamalai, I was sitting there at someone's satsang, and I just knew I was never gonna ask a question, because it was just obvious, yeah? I mean, there's no expounding on the case. <laughs> it's been presented, <laughs> I've confessed, <laughs> yeah? I'll take, I'll take my sentence, basically. <laughs> there was no more fight in me, really. I didn't want to know anymore, I just, well, let's see. You know, there's a point where knowledge isn't of service, yeah? There's a point where you leave behind knowing and understanding and experiencing and wanting to experience and grab, and you have a sense of being that which you've been looking for. You have a sense of being what you're looking for, yeah? And being is a whole different ball game than doing and having and trying to create or produce an effect. It's different. It doesn't, it doesn't spin the same way as doing and having does, yeah? It's just, it's, it's effortless. It's being what it is, which is being conscious. It's not any effort whatsoever, yeah? And it's the thing is, see, if the sun's here and you believe you're here, yeah, and then here there's a lot of possibility of let's say clouds, suddenly those clouds have the ability to block you off from the sun based on your position. What happens if you're seeing it from the sun side? You still see the clouds, but now they can't block you off from the sun. That's sort of what it's like, yeah? You're here, here's sun, clouds, obscuring agent, activities, you're here hoping to get a glimpse. Usually you don't want too much of it because, you know, you may believe you want to want to be free, but you don't want to be free. You want to be free as this, yeah, which is temporary. So you want to be free like this weekend, maybe. <laughs> you don't want to be free. You know, really, the system doesn't, you know, it doesn't have a drive. It's the mental little craziness. So, but here, so suddenly, let's say I'm on the sun side, same clouds, exact same clouds, but now they don't have the ability to obscure me. How's that? <clears throat> Looking for what you are from what you're not, that is the biggest obscuring cloud. Seeing that from what you are, yeah, has no ability to obscure anything. Seeing it from here, unbelievable obscure, obscuring ability because you're reality. If reality thinks there's something that can block it from reality, it will seem as real as real can be. If reality believes it. Reality over here sees the same thing, just doesn't believe it anymore. 
That's it, I think. Any more questions from Hungary, Italy? I got one. Uh, where are you from? San Francisco. I don't take any, <laughs> I don't take any American questions. <laughs> this is European weekend. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait till you travel somewhere. Else. <laughs> yeah. no, go ahead. Uh, so, as, I, I understand the what and the how, like, totally, completely. What, what I'm struggling with dangerous. What's what's sort of a kink is the why, right? So think about this from like a scientific perspective. Like the selfie, and if if you look at it from an evolutionary perspective, the selfie sort of manifests as like evolutionary drives that get out of control, right? Drives for power, for sex, for money, whatever, whatever it is, right? But from a non-dual perspective, like why does the dreaming even bother with the selfie dream? It's so well why does it why why doesn't it? It's why or why not? See, we're believing something has to have an intention. Why is that? Things can just be happening for the sake of what? Who knows? Just happened. Yeah. Why is uh in my experience with over the years? Let's say you're going down a river in a strong current. The Y is like the last branch the head wants to hold on to. <laughs> the, the what and how are already gone, and he's just holding on to the why. <laughs> Please, I'll let go if you explain to me why I should let go. Yeah, that's my is what you just asked. Sure, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's all. <laughs> See, the mental state, if you just look at it, it has a hard time seeing things are happening without pinning it on something. So, either I'm doing it, or you're doing it, or God's doing it, but we want to have a noun somehow, because to really fit the logic of the mental state. Just like when you see, like, in recovery, we have a statement, you know, you'll have it by giving it away. It doesn't sound like a logical thing in the world. You know? And so the, mind, the, the mental state's framing would say, that's very fucking paradoxical. But that's just what a, thought, a failed thought system arrives at when it sees what works. <laughs> it sees it as very paradoxical, but it works. Yes, this is the point, and it doesn't. <laughs> so it's, its loyalty to the failed system is unbelievable. And so when things are working, it says, oh, that's very paradoxical, you know, paradoxical. No, it isn't. It's not paradoxical at all. You have it by giving it away. Yeah. Nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. Some things always arrive and end up at nothing. Why not start at nothing? These things sort of go against the mental logic. That makes sense when, they're, when you're in the mental logic, but if you see it from outside, it's based on insanity, complete insanity. Look at it. It's mental logic. The emphasis and the value in this place is on yesterday and tomorrow. <laughs> that should tell you. Why would you need to go any further in your study? The thought system itself is happening now, but it's emphasizing yesterday and tomorrow. I mean, that should give you a nice little hint. Why would you want to rely on that GPS? Yeah. See, but the thing is, you're not wanting to rely on it becomes a reliance on it because of the little obscuring of being identified as what you're not and not knowing it. So 
that which you're not will try to get out of that which it's not, which is more of what you're not. Yes, that's the dilemma. This is why they try to warn us with the cryptic little saints, like what's looking is what you're looking for, all right? So we did a thing yesterday, we have a new book we're doing, so the solution and the problem. So if you look at what's looking is what you're looking for. So what's looking is the solution, let's say. And then you is the problem, and, uh, and what you're looking for is the solution. All right, so what's looking the solution, right? What's looking is what you, the problem, is looking for. So you, the problem, is looking for the solution. So the solution is what's looking, so that it means that it, the, prob, the solution is the problem, yeah? Looking for the solution. How does it make sense? Because the solution identifies as the problem, which makes sense to look for a solution. But then the whack of that logic is you are what you're looking for. So you are the what's looking, which is the solution, and you're using it to look for the solution as what you're not. <laughs> so what would you do with that? Fucking add on to that formula? No, you'd question what? The you. So if I'm not the you, then what am I? I am what's looking, yeah? yeah. And then there's, the, then there's a looking for what's looking through the auspices of the you. So if you see you're not the you, then there's the solution and the solution. Yeah, there's no, see, the, why the solution gets sought is through the, it gets into, it gets, it gets waylaid into the problem, in a sense. So the you now becomes the pivot, and so the you wants a solution, which is what it is. <laughs> but it wants the solution as the problem, which is it ain't, yeah? So the whole point of satsang to me is to point out the obscuring of the solution by being identified as something else to the point where it's looking for itself from what it's not. All you need to do is see that, and then there's just solution, looking for solution. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's already, it's constantly in the level of success. Because what's looking is what you're looking for, and that's, see, so it's perfect. <laughs> it, the mission's completed. <laughs> Get on with the dreaming. <laughs> But it's not stabilized. <laughs> hey, listen, if you were blissed out all day, you'd have to have attendance. You'd have to have attendance. You'd have to have two people stupid enough to fucking care for you for the next 30 years. <laughs> Walk you around as if you were fucking something special. Yeah, there's nothing special here. That's where it hides out in the ordinariness. Yeah? Beautiful. All right. That's it, I think. Hey, let's